From Southern California, this is Outlook in Review, a summary of world headlines, technology and business news, arts and entertainment features, and instructive encouragement from the Praiselite Media Studios, Thousand Oaks, California. Good day this week from Paris, France. It's Wednesday, the 20th of February, 2019. Five people have been killed in the Chicago suburb of Aurora after a lone gunman opened fire in a manufacturing plant on Friday afternoon, also injuring five law enforcement officers. The gunman was also killed in a firefight that followed his attack. Police believe the shooter was an employee at the location of the attack, the Henry Pratt Company, located in an industrial park in the Chicago suburb. But as of press time, the motive is yet unknown. Other businesses, as well as a school were placed on lockdown during the incident, but no one from those locations were injured. Online retailer giant Amazon has canceled plans to build their much-anticipated HQ2 in New York City after receiving pushback from local politicians. The main objections were $3 billion in tax incentives, rising rent prices, and a lack of public input into the deal. This according to the new paper, which stated that the deal would have brought an estimated 25,000 jobs to Long Island City in the Queens, New York area. At this time, Amazon has said it now has no plans to find a replacement city for their second headquarters, but will still move forward with its concurrently announced plans to expand significantly in Virginia and Nashville, Tennessee. In 1929, a Belgian cartoonist who wrote under the pen name Hergé published the first of many in a series of stories following the adventures of a young Belgian reporter and his trusty dog, Milou. The adventures of Tintin captured readers not just in Belgium and France, but across the world as he himself traveled the globe, never far from danger, but yet never too far from victory either. Tintin had been exploring for over 10 years when Nazi Germany invaded Belgium in May of 1940, and although Hergé briefly fled to France, he returned to Belgium, but the newspaper that he wrote the cartoons and stories for had been closed down by the Nazis. And upon finding a newspaper which was still allowed under the new rule, some content which Hergé had incorporated in previous stories, like political themes, were barred from publication. In 1944, when the war ended, the newspaper, which was run by the Germans, was shut down and again 
Tintin vanished, but two years later, boy and dog resurfaced, this time in a magazine of their own. Le Journal de Tintin was published twice a week, and with each release, the next segment of the fascinating adventures continued with recurring characters such as the bumbling detectives Dupont and Dupont, translated to Thompson and Thompson in the English adaptations of the stories, Sea Captain Adok, Professor Trifon Tournesol, Professor Cuthbert Calculus in English, and Bianca Castiafor, an opera singer who always seems to show up wherever adventure takes Tintin and his cohorts. Milou, named Snowy in the English stories, is a white fox terrier who is loyal to a fault unless a distraction, such as a bone, presents itself. The stories were adapted into animated shows in 1957 and then again in the early 1990s which gave the storyline a major boost in popularity and was shown in 50 countries around the world. In 2011, Steven Spielberg produced a motion capture 3D film based on the three stories, The Crab with the Golden Claws, Red Rackham's Treasure, and The Secret of the Unicorn, which the film gained its subtitle name from. Over the years, the iconic Tintin has been the subject of documentaries, the theater, radio, video games, merchandise, stamps, coins, and even entire exhibitions. Passing away in 1983, Hergé is now recognized as one of the leading cartoonists of the 20th century, and although he did other work, notably in the field of art and drawings, The Adventures of Tintin is his most memorable work and continues to live on in film and cartoon stories for both young and old in Belgium, France, and across the world. The Protestant Reformation was ignited by Martin Luther when he posted his 95 Theses on a Catholic Church door in Wittenberg, Germany. One of the foundational views to come out of the Reformation was the five solas, Latin for alone, standing for five key biblical points. Sola Scriptura, Scripture alone. Sola Gratia, Grace alone. Sola Fides, Faith alone. Solus Christus, Christ alone and Soli Deo Gloria, Glory to God alone. Today's focus is on the sufficiency of scripture, being the Christian's supreme authority in all spiritual matters. This viewpoint Sola Scriptura simply means that all truth necessary for our salvation and spiritual life is taught explicitly or implicitly in scripture. This is not a claim that all truth of every kind is found in scripture. Contrary to outside belief, even the most ardent advocate of the sola scriptura viewpoint will concede, for example, that scripture has little or nothing to say about DNA structures or microbiology, the rules of Chinese grammar or rocket science. An article published in Ligonier Ministries says that this or that scientific truth, for example, may or may not actually be true depending on whether or not it can be supported by scripture, because scripture is a more sure word standing above all other truth in its authority and certainty. It is more sure, according to the Apostle Peter, than the data we gather firsthand through our senses. 
2 Peter 1 reminds us that we have the prophetic word, Scripture, made more sure, completely 100% reliable, and we would do well to pay attention to it. Now, Scripture is the highest and supreme authority on any matter on which it speaks, but of course there are many important questions on which Scripture is silent, and the Sola Scriptura view makes no claim to the contrary. It only means that everything necessary everything binding on our consciences, and everything God requires of us is given to us in Scripture. 2 Peter 1 tells us that God's divine power has granted to us everything pertaining to life and godliness through the true knowledge of Him who called us by His own glory and excellence. And as a word of warning, we must not, in fact, we are forbidden to add to or take away from Scripture. In fact, Revelation 22 tells us that if anyone adds or takes away from the Bible, picks and chooses what they believe and what they throw out, God will add to him the plagues which are written in the Bible. To add to God's word is to lay on people a burden that God himself does not intend for them to bear. To remove from Scripture even the smallest thing is to take the word of God into your own hands, elevating yourself higher than God and creating a system of your own apart from God's perfect design and plan, and it will not go unpunished. Scripture is the perfect and only standard of spiritual truth, revealing perfectly all that we must believe in order to be saved and all that we must do in order to glorify God. That, no more, no less, is what sola scriptura means. Oh, prends mon âme, prends la Seigneur, et que ta flamme brûle en mon cœur. Source de vie, de d'âme, vers toi je crie. Thanks for listening to Outlook in Review. Contact us anytime with questions or comments. We'd always love to hear from you. We're on Twitter at Outlook in Review and Facebook.com forward slash Outlook in Review, where you can find information to various topics we cover on the show. Until next time from Thousand Oaks, California, I'm Ben Ditzel. This is Outlook in Review. Outlook in Review.